All right, everybody, man. Welcome back, man, to Keeping Weight Off, episode two, featuring not only is he my frat brother, but he's also my actual uh, primary doctor, Dr. Donald Higgins. And I'm going to welcome him on to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Um, thank you for uh, for doing something like this. I know it's a, uh, it's a big part. Um, of, of probably your your journey and whatnot and uh and I, I'm, I'm happy to be along for the ride and hopefully i can i can give you some uh, some insight to help you out along the way and maybe we'll help out somebody else oh most definitely man like you know we're gonna get into it whenever we get into the actual conversation well everything you have done for me but let's start off by just you know introducing yourself giving the people a little spill about yourself and your credentials as a as a doctor Okay. Well, um, well, I mean, I'm I'm a local guy. And for anybody in the Lake Charles area, I'm Lake Charles born and raised. Uh, went and did my undergrad at LSU. Go Tigers! Uh, national champs. Probably looking like we're gonna be two years running with everything with COVID. Um, yes, even sir. Though I wanted to miss out on football season, but uh, I, I'll wear that hat uh, one more year, um, like yourself. And, yes, sir. Uh, after uh, undergrad. Um, I worked in, in Lafayette for just a little bit, kind of getting some uh, some experience at, at Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital uh, before I went to medical school at uh, St. George's University uh, in Grenada, West Indies. Uh, oh, did two okay. years out there and um, basically did all my, my coursework um, and and then transferred back into the United States uh, for two years. Did some rotations in on the East Coast, New York, New Jersey. Uh, some in Chicago, and then I was blessed to be able to do some of them in Louisiana. So um, my my clinical experience kind of a little different than than a lot of folks in medical school. That I got kind of got to get see a lot of different things, um, kind of across the the Midwest, East Coast, and the South. Um, then I came back to Lake Charles and um, finished a family medicine residency at Lake Charles Memorial Hospital as a three year program. Um, board certified in family medicine, uh, and I've, uh, I'm currently working as an employee physician uh, for Lake Charles Memorial with Memorial Medical Group. Um, I do also um, uh, work as a wound care specialist with Memorial, and um, I've done some some hospice work. So I've dabbled a little bit. The beauty of family medicine is you get to kind of figure out what you want to do when you grow up, even as a doctor. Um, I've enjoyed it along the way, but my primary focus is you know, clinic and helping people with, uh, with, uh, chronic issues. Um, you know, you always got your cough, cold congestion, but, uh, you know, a big thing in, in South Louisiana, we have, you know, high blood pressure, heart disease, uh, diabetes and obesity is a, is a big thing. Uh, so, you know, kind of leads right into what you're, what you're doing with your podcast and, uh, what we'll be talking about today. But yeah. that's me, uh, along the way, I've, I've, Pledge Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated at the IOTA Tau chapter at LSU. Um, and, you know, still active, trying to stay active with the grad chapter in Lake Charles. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Like, I didn't know about the West Indies thing. You know, that's that's pretty cool. I, I know that was the experience. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I, it's kind of interesting because I, I traveled. I got I, I applied because I, I didn't get into medical school in the United States. Um, the first go around, I only applied to like LSU and Tulane. And uh, I think I kind of applied a little late and um, they interviewed me and they said, you know, come back another year and work on your scores, on your testing. So I worked on my scores and then I talked to a guy that's from Lake Charles that went to um, 
the West Indies for school at St. George's um, and kind of, you know, demystified the whole international medical student thing and kind of figured out, you know, how I could fit into it and how it could fit for me. And uh, I was kind of on the first thing smoking. So interesting fact is the day I left the United States to go to the Caribbean um, was actually the day of the, the earthquake in Haiti. So it happened while I was actually on a flight, uh, didn't get to Grenada that, that night. So I, I laid over in uh, Trinidad and Tobago, uh, didn't know a soul down there. But as soon as I get to my hotel room, I see they got an earthquake in Haiti. So I'm like freaking out trying to figure out how far am I from Haiti. Yeah. Um, and how far my island was from Haiti and make sure everything was good. But um, no, it worked out. Uh, the West Indies were a beautiful place, beautiful people. It was um, it was the first time I you know got to kind of experience a whole country that was a, that was a different demographic than United States is in you know we're predominantly uh, uh, Caucasian you know for the most part here wherever you go there it was predominantly Afro Caribbean um, they had a lot of similarities to Louisiana culture uh, being that you know we're kind of the, the top of the Caribbean chain so it was kind of interesting being able to see the similarities and some of the differences. Um, and and just enjoyed the heck out of it while I was down there. Yeah, man, I'm, that's an awesome experience, man. You was able to bring all that back for you know people like me. <laughs> so let's start off. You know, now that you gave your credentials, you let everybody know your credentials. You know, uh, when you, you mentioned high blood pressure, diabetes and uh obesity and you know the list can go on of things that we deal with in louisiana because you know uh some people always tell me man you know it's hard to lose weight in louisiana you know y'all food good but you know i believe you you can you can break that stigma like agreed agreed so uh i think you said you actually said a mouthful um I mean, as somebody who's born and raised in South Louisiana and knows the culture and, uh, and knowing that the culture, uh, you know, pretty much, I wouldn't say centers around, but definitely heavily favors food. Uh, I mean, most most uh, gatherings we have, you know, it's kind of rude to not have some kind of food for your, for your guests. Uh, we take pride in it. We enjoy it. So, you know, it tastes good. Uh, and people kind of, you know, they're not, they know us for that. Um, you know, another thing is like that I, that I got to see, especially moving to the East Coast and then coming back here is that, um, you know, like just kind of kind of uh, showed us what, what were we were talking about before. Um, you know, we don't eat like a lot of the rest of um, of the United States um, here in South Louisiana. Uh, what we eat kind of sometimes on a regular basis ends up being kind of a holiday meal everywhere else. Yes. Uh, didn't really realize that until I moved elsewhere and kind of saw that everybody else didn't quite eat like we, we grow up knowing how to eat. So that's one thing right there. It's not just that the food tastes good, but it's also the culture um, kind of around the food. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and you know, we have people here all the time that do lose weight in Louisiana um, and they, they still, you know, eat the same things we do. They, they may not eat as much or they may not eat it as often, um, you know, or they, they may find a way that it works for them. But, um, a lot of a lot of the issue, I think, is not just that we're good cooks. It's also a cultural thing that we deal with. Um, one other thing that I also 
learned about moving to the East Coast is that um, when you come back home and you've lost 10, 15 pounds, you know, just from not eating as much or staying active, walking everywhere because you don't you don't drive, you know, you're a little bit more active uh, on a day to day basis. Um, when you get back home, people start wondering what's wrong with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, um, uh. I think that's uniquely Southern and probably uh, probably uniquely kind of deep South third coast where you lose 10 or 15 pounds and somebody assumes the worst. You know, um, I've told people down here in Louisiana that I've, that I've taken care of his patients. You know, I'm like, check this out. You know, when you leave out of here, go put on 10 or 15 pounds, you know, because you've been eating the wrong things or you've been working a lot and kind of can't make you food and go to a family gathering and see how many people might say something. There might be a few say, oh, you know, you're pretty okay, you know, you're, you're looking good or something, something to that extent. They might get a little passive aggressive with it. Um, but then go go do the flip. Lose about five to ten pounds. They're going to start offering you more food, asking you if, if you're missing any meals. What's, what's wrong? wrong with you? Yep. <laughs> they're going to ask behind your back, you know, it might, you know, it may come from a good place. You know, you really worry because when they see somebody lose weight, it might mean the worst. And they usually worry about things like cancer or, or other things, other ailments. Um, but nobody ever thinks that the first impression is that uh, somebody is, you know, is taking taking control of their health and their life and kind of stepping away from food uh, or anything else. It may not just be food. It may be alcohol intake as well. And uh, yeah, but as soon as you start losing that food, you're going you're gonna to start getting some cultural pushback and, uh, and people will start to kind of wonder things. And, you know, if you can answer those questions that they have for you and say, you know, hey, I'm doing my thing, I'm, I'm working out more, I'm pushing back, I'm trying to lose weight, uh, trying to get more healthy, then they still might raise an eyebrow and look at you a little different. Yep. Um, you know, and, and that's just, a, that's a cultural thing that we have that we are fighting. And, um, and it, is, it is one more struggle to deal with in South Louisiana. It's not uniquely South Louisiana because it's, it's other places too. But in our culture, I think it's more prevalent. Most definitely because, you know, I was telling, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was just like, you know, me being overweight and having the experience, I, I don't know what it's like to be on drugs, but I would mm -hmm. think it's something like that where you're around the neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So where, you know, we grow up and they just want to make sure, like you say, you eat so and you consistently around that and you know you get comfortable being around that and, I, and when you on that journey like i told him i was like when you're on that journey and you exclude yourself from that you'll be fine like you know you don't eat all of the holiday meals like you said that we normally eat around <laughs> here and as soon as you're in that setting you nine times out of ten you're gonna wind up eating that stuff like you know true so true. so that's a that's a big thing too about about the cultures that you know you you are we are all products of of our environment um and an environment is a big thing because uh if you have if everyone around you is let's say for the sake of argument if they're you know a vegan and they they eat, you know, small meals and, you know, they basically run, you know, are pretty active and they, they exercise for three or four hours a day and that's just your norm. Well, you're probably going to fall into more of that norm. If it's South Louisiana and, you know, we don't necessarily, 
unless you're a sportsman or something like that, you may not be an, an outdoor person. You may not be an active person. But everybody knows that good rice and gravy recipe or that good gumbo sauce pecan recipe. Oh, and yes, it'll be some of your go-to comfort foods. And um, and you know, when you when you use, when you eat those things more likely, it just makes it tougher uh, in the long run to 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 maybe lose weight unless you you deal with portion control. And that's a that's a difficult thing to manage and to, to evaluate because it's not really taught at any point in our lives. No, um, I'll be honest with you. I'm not an expert on that. I have my own battles with with weight and weight loss and weight gain. Um, and, you know, I've been at points where I'm like I look at myself I'm like, OK, this is the biggest I've ever been. Uh, it's time to hunker down. And it, it becomes it begins as a process. But there's never like an overnight thing. I can just anybody can just flip a switch exactly. and just turn one way to another. It's a it's a process. There's a lot of things going on, and uh, I think it's important to understand that there's a it's a process um, that that you can you can take on, but you have to be committed to it. Um, and kind of you know some of the things that that I end up seeing. I guess you know if I if I had to share with you and your listeners um, something that I see on a regular basis, I see someone who's either gained weight recently or has not been able to lose weight and they've, they've been exercising more and then they get frustrated and they come into the doctor and they say, doc, I need help. And sometimes they get taken aback when I, the first thing I ask them is, so how much are you eating? Um, and the, usually the, there's some form of this come out of their mouths and it's, it can be, I don't eat that much. And it's really a very vague term. And it's not that they're trying to really avoid it, most times people just don't really know how much they're eating. So if you were to eat, to get used to eating four cups of rice at one meal, and for some people that may not be that far off. Um, you know, if you, you may not know how much calories that come from that, and then you couple it with something else, and you may end up eating, you know, your entire recommended calorie intake in one meal, but you're used to that. So for you, that's not much. Whereas that person that might be that vegan that, that runs around all day, they might eat a handful of walnuts or something and they, they might say, well, that's, that may not be too much. And that other person that's used to eating a big meal may say, man, I can't eat that. I'm going to still be hungry. Um, so that's a big thing as far as, as, far as weight loss and, and potentially things to, to look at from a medical perspective. The biggest thing that I, I kind of boil it down to for folks is um, the biggest takeaway is calories in versus calories out. There's lots of ways Lord, to get yes. to, to that issue and you want to have a calorie deficit. It doesn't have to be every day you have a calorie deficit, but majority of the days you want to have a calorie deficit, meaning you, you eat less energy or calories than you expend on the day. Now, sometimes you say, well, man, that sounds like you're going to get tired. Sometimes you do because it takes a while for your body to get used to, you know, lowering your calorie intake. And a lot of times I tell people that the first step to losing weight is sometimes just to stop the weight gain. Um, if you get used to not eating so much that you're continually gaining weight, your body starts to not store as much food uh, or as much energy. And then you can kind of start that process a little, little better. Um, once you get used to, okay, calories in versus calories out. You may say, well, I don't know how to count calories. And that's a tricky thing too, especially if you're cooking from scratch 
um, it's tough to figure that out. So, um, so sometimes just, you know, there's a lot of good little, little applications out there now that can start giving you some insight as to what calories are in things. I push these, but I don't. I don't uh, get any money from them. They're free. I don't push for people to get the paid subscriptions or anything. But uh, one such of them is my Fitness Pal. Uh, some people have used um, Noom as one of the paid subscriptions, mm -hmm. including myself. I have. I have used it uh, recently, and I've, I've learned a good bit from it. But it can be fairly expensive, so um, you don't need it necessarily to to start that education goal. Um, you know, figuring out how much you're eating is a big part and then seeing if you can start working on, on cutting back. There's not a one size fits all. And if anyone tells you that they, they may have some, some agenda or they may just not know of the other options. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they, they may just not know it, or they may know that that something specifically worked well for them. So it may work well for the next person. Um, there's some people that completely cut out, you know, all meat from their diet, you know, and they say, I'm not eating no meat or they'll say, I, I'm not eating no rice. Or I'm not eating any uh, bread. And that's their way of getting down to that lower calorie in versus uh, burning calories throughout the day or calorie out um, and getting that calorie deficit. Um, <clears throat> another thing is that the, the same folks may do the great. They may do great for six days out of seven. And then that seventh day, they might hit that holiday style meal where you got, you know, rice and gravy, macaroni and cheese, whatever it may be that, that ends up being their comfort food. And that may change culturally, too. Um, and all of a sudden, those calories, they eat so many calories in one time that they don't realize it, that they kind of offset all the calories that they burn throughout the week. And mm -hmm. so you can get real frustrated and stagnated when you do. You're busting your butt. You're going to the gym three or four times a week. Um, you're cutting, cutting out, you know, social, uh, time you're measuring, you know, all your food, you feel like you're still hungry. And then the next week you measure, you get on the scale and you gained a couple pounds and, uh, or a pound or two. And then, and that gets frustrating and, and it can, it can really hit you hard. Um, I've been there yeah. and the biggest, the biggest thing to get that you should get from that. If you're going to keep going forward is, all right, this is what I did do. Let me figure out what I can tweak for the next couple of weeks and see if I can switch it up. Yeah. Uh, every every process um, should be a, an opportunity to learn um, and figure out how to how to best you know fit your your goals. Um, you know, some people have unrealistic goals too. You know, that's another thing. Uh, some people want to lose fifty pounds in a month. Um, you know, uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna be real hungry and real miserable trying to do that, and it Man. may back. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I think you know if you've ever watched uh, my 600 pound life on TLC, uh, Dr. Nalzardin, um, you know, he gives people goals on weight loss, and and a lot of times his goals are, pro are typically sometimes like 10 to 20, maybe 30 pounds a month, depending on on like how extreme he's going with his um his diet recommendations and all that and and that's pretty extreme you know to get 20 or 30 pounds loss in a month that's not necessarily realistic or sustainable that's just trying to get you you know down quickly so that you can do something else about it you know um but for like a, a natural or um or conservative measure of weight loss you know you want about one to two pounds 
per week and that's about that's about all you can you you can hope for you may get more you may get less but if you kind of keep seeing that downward trajectory over weeks then you're in good shape yeah i know uh with that um that that's something i struggle with and my along with the knowledge you passed down to me during my my uh, doctor visits and with my trainer you know she basically got me counting macros Mm -hmm. and that's how i keep up with you know what i'm putting you know how much food i can intake through macros but you know she got me with that one that one cheat meal and you you know as of when you first start getting into the weight loss journey you just think okay i'm gonna during the week i'm gonna do good and then on the weekend i'm gonna get my cheat meal and i'm gonna i'm gonna shine i'm gonna shine for my cheat meal and <laughs> I didn't understand what she was doing, but she was setting me up to see what I would do because I said I'd do my cheat meal on Saturday way into Sunday. So like you said, if you tear it out the frame on Saturday, you step on that scale on Sunday, you're not going to be happy. No, And she's not going to be happy. So I've learned that if I'm going to do a, a cheat meal like that, do it during the week. That way I can... I know I'm, I still got to give my four to five days in, in the gym and then I got to get back to the norm. And then on the weekend, just stay, just stay on the norm. So, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that a big thing that I've, I've kind of talked, I've, I've talked to you about, but we haven't talked about just yet tonight is consistency. Um, consistency is key. So if you consistently eat over your calorie intake, you will gain weight. If you consistently eat under, you will lose weight. If you consistently kind of teeter around, even if you don't do it every day, if you eat more one day, less one day, and it kind of averages out, you'll maintain weight. Um, in general, there's a, there are other factors that go into it, and some of them are, are pretty um, intense and technical and uh, and involved in in that can can sometimes help uh, or keep people from losing weight as much as they think they should from their efforts but uh generally you know if you're consistent consistency is key because your body will kind of fluctuate and uh and it does have have some goal some let me say this it has some fail safes in place uh where you may start losing weight and then all of a sudden you notice that you haven't lost weight for a while um, you're still doing all the same things and things are you kind of feeling like, okay, things are kind of holding on. You may get a little hungry here and there. And, um, and that's actually something that's, that's real. Um, you know, as we lose weight, you know, um, let's think about this, you know, evolutionarily, this is how I like to think about it. This may not be completely correct, but in evolution, you know, if we were hunter gatherers and we didn't have society and we had to go eat what we, kill what we eat, um, it's not advantageous for us to lose weight very rapidly. You want to hold on to that because that's energy. You can last mm -hmm. through a, a rough patch, a rough winter, um, and we're geared toward that. We are we are evolved. You know, if, if you don't want to, don't like that word, don't subscribe to that thought. We've been conditioned rather as as a as a uh, populace, as a race, to really you know hold on to weight. Some people don't. Some people do. Um, but our bodies don't like it when we lose weight. And so you'll start to get kind of triggers and saying that, hey, you might need to eat a little bit more so we can get you back up to where you were. Um, Please you know, speak on that. Please speak on that. Because I remember the first time you told me that 
And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. I was confused. Like, and then you elaborated on it. And then I was just like, oh, okay. So yeah. that kind of elaborate for the people, especially for people who's been there heaviest, you know. And then when she once you start losing, kind of explain that aspect because you know that can get to you mentally because you, yes. you you're not knowing you're just like bro i'm doing everything they asked me to do you know right. but i'm still going back like i take one step forward and i take 10 back right. so yeah so so that's a, a two things there is that um a lot of people think they expect a linear growth pattern meaning they're expecting their pattern of weight loss to kind of go straight down across like this so if I do, you know, the same thing every week, the next week I should lose one pound. The next week I should lose another pound. The next week I should lose another pound and so on and so forth consistently. And actually, um, the, the trajectory kind of goes up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down when you measure. And eventually the, the average kind of ends up with a, with a downward trajectory when things go well. But it doesn't, it doesn't start out that way. Um, and you can see plateaus along the way and then you can kind of start start going down. But what happens is, um, <clears throat> and there are some some pretty good books on, on this kind of stuff in the, the pathophysiology of weight gain and weight loss and the science of, of gaining weight and losing weight. Um, but basically I could, the easiest way to think about it is your body ends up having essentially like a, a, a homeostasis or a thermostat, so to speak. Thermostat for weight. Um, and you, you, your body wants to gain weight. So every time you gain weight consistently, your thermostat kind of resets because your body wants you to have that weight on. Um, and so if you, if you gain 20 or 30 pounds, your body kind of resets to where your, the weight that it wants to be at is at that extra 20 or 30 pounds. So when you try and lose that five or 10, um, things, it does get harder to lose it it seems like it's harder to lose it you seem like everything tastes better you, you crave things more and that's basically kind of we, we think that's kind of evolutionarily our body trying to help us to put that weight back on so that we don't uh we don't burn too many calories and we can actually last or survive longer um and it, it's been shown to to happen so people that end up um losing more weight they end up uh, scoring that their food tastes better compared to people who have maybe gained weight. Um, and and the only thing we can think of is that it, it and also not only that they score that it tastes better, but they end up eating more if you kind of allow them to their own devices and you're not you're not like portioning out food. Um, and they end up kind of plateauing again. So it's our bodies do have some things that make it harder for us to lose weight the one thing that i try and get people to, to to read from that is you can get it one or two ways you can say well, man that's the one more thing i gotta fight to get through or you can say okay it's getting harder just kind of like in a video game when the levels get harder it means you're doing something right yeah uh, you know when you get to level 50 versus level one level one you run through that it's a breeze level 50 you might have to think some things through and it just means that you're actually on the right track um even though it can be really frustrating and, and disconcerting uh because you put so much effort into it and you're not sure how much you should be getting out of it. yeah and you see that's 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 something I, i've been learning because i've been stuck the past three weeks 
on my way in. Mm -hmm. I've been I've been stuck between that that five oh eight to five oh three range, and it fluctuates every mm -hmm. every week, and it just like dang, see, dang. Now, granted, you know, I caught on to the cheat meal thing three weeks ago, and the past two weeks has been going on. I'm at 503. I'm trying to get out the 500. You know, hey, like, that's 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 good, man. You're going down. That's a great thing. So as uh, I totally understand, and you know, hopefully the people that's listening out there that you know go through the same issues that you know we go through, they they'll understand and be able to find a way that works for them because everybody's body is different. You know, everyone is different, and um, you know that's a big thing. I mean, they're they're everybody individually is different. Men have some differences from women um, as far as weight loss and weight gain goes. Um, you know, I've been kind of taught to 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 kind of reinforce with women. You know, when they start seeing that clothes are fitting different, but the scale doesn't move, that you're still on the right path. Keep going. Yeah because the weight is coming you know and we all kind of always kind of get fixated on on the scale and what the scale says but we sometimes miss out on all the other things that we gain along the way you know you may end up um you know finding more emotional strength in yourself you may end up finding more physical strength you may realize man i couldn't do a push-up you know uh you know a month ago now i can do five of them in a row without taking a break Fast. You know, um, you know, you may not, you may say, well, you know, I can't walk, I can't, I can't run anything, but maybe, you know, one straight on a track. And then before long, you know, you can, you can stride out, you know, a half of a, of a lap on a track. And, you know, next thing you know, you, you kind of striding at least, you know, two thirds of it and you walk in the, uh, the other third. And, but then you hit that, that scale and you see it didn't move and everybody gets depressed. Um, sometimes we get we get goals, we meet other goals along the way that also can help us stay motivated uh, because, you, you know, it's not all about just one goal and weight loss. Um, you know, if you can if you can make your make sure yourself you're being healthier, you know, if you're stronger and you're and you're more in, you have more endurance, you know, you're already healthier that way. Um, you're already, you know, improving your cardiovascular system, probably dropping your blood pressure, probably dropping blood sugar. Um, and a lot of these things are, are and probably dropping cholesterol, too, uh, along the way. And all these things are, are go into it as far as being healthy. And, and that's kind of what I look at from a doctor's perspective is I want my patient to be healthy, yeah. um, as healthy as they can be. And everyone's a little different. Um, you may you may always, you know, have that person that's that's got high blood pressure and high cholesterol, but they're not really overweight. Uh, but they got a strong family history of heart disease. You want to keep them healthy. Uh, you want to make sure you're decreasing their risk of having something that that really hits them hard and, and you know maybe puts them out of work or or keeps them from enjoying their life. Same thing with with obesity. You may see some people. We always think about the people with with that are heavier or uh, overweight or obese, as we call it. And obesity basically is just. Um, a certain level uh, or measure of how how much overweight a person is um, and you may say well that comes with it high blood pressure high cholesterol diabetes sometimes we don't see that at all um, we're complex creatures and sometimes we have we have things going on that kind of help us and so um, so if somebody's healthy and the only thing they got going for them is is they feel like they're they're overweight and it's more of a cosmetic thing you know we're not harping on that you know 
for them, I, I'd rather them, you know, focus on staying healthy, doing things that they enjoy, try not to gain weight because that'll help them out as much along the way with health as sometimes losing weight. Um, <clears throat> even though there's, you know, losing weight always seems to, to be associated with decreased risk of certain things. Um, it's not the only thing that's associated with decreased risk of health, health issues. Uh, you may have somebody that's 10 pounds overweight, but they're healthy as a horse. Yeah. You may have somebody who's, you know, got a six pack, but their cholesterol's through the roof. Yeah. And, you know, which one of them is going to have a heart attack, you know, or may have a heart attack more. It's not, it's not always kind of apples to apples, oranges to oranges kind of situation. So, um, <clears throat> Just making sure that, you know, even though we, we are sometimes really focused on the scale and what that number reads out, sometimes we got to make sure that we're um, we're looking at the whole picture. Because um, I know I know I struggle with that. And, you know, I don't mind being transparent about it because whenever I first started coming to you, you know, that was the problem. You know, my mm -hmm. blood pressure was a little high. And then, you know, sugar was fine, cholesterol wasn't that bad. And then it was just like, but stepping on the scale, you know, you're seeing that number and you're just like, bro. And then follow-ups, like blood pressure got better, but mm -hmm. the sugar, the sugar was a little high. Mm -hmm. And then, but the, the scale dropped. So, you know, you was like, you know, I'm happy you're losing, but we need to bring that sugar down. Like we need to, we need to keep this sugar under control. And, you know, that's something as, you know, people that's obese or overweight, that's something that we really got to pay attention to rather than just than looking at the scale. And that's a big deal of keeping the weight off because if we just pay attention to the scale, you're just looking at that number. But if right. you're not going because honestly before coming to see you on the regular it's been a maybe six or seven years since i've had a doctor checkup regular mm -hmm. i just and knew when i just knew when i was feeling bad something was wrong i was doing right. i was tanning up too much i was eating too bad too much right. so that's not uncommon actually you know especially uh, we see it a lot uh you know especially in the 20s and even in the 30s uh and sometimes into the in the 40s age range where somebody hasn't seen a doctor in in really in, consistently in seven eight nine ten sometimes 20 years um we don't i don't i don't wish that i don't want that for somebody because you know you could have something in there that that you're not going to feel that we could help you know, check you out for. So if you if you haven't seen, you know, some kind of healthcare professional for at least a, a routine kind of preventative or wellness checkup, um, it, I do recommend it, um, you know, and and that's just to make sure you at least know where you are with things. You know, if it's blood pressure, blood sugar, cholesterol, those are main things. There can be others that we can check and we won't get into too much of that. But um, you know, you just may, may not know where you stand on something uh, before you start start a, a process of, of weight loss. It doesn't keep you from going after that weight loss or, or changing that thing in your lifestyle that you want to change. Uh, you just may have more information to kind of make sure you do it in a healthy way and, uh, and don't potentially, you know, harm yourself along the way. Um, because, you know, like we talked about, there's tons of ways to do weight loss um, regimens. Um, we talked about calories in and calories out. We didn't talk about a lot of the ways that, that people do it. 
I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a registered dietitian, so I can't get into all the specifics of it. But a lot of people try to cut calories in general, and that's just their diet. Some people cut carbohydrates out or starches out or sugars out. Um, sometimes we, we hear talk about ketogenic diet. And uh, that's pretty much a, basically a very extreme low carb diet. And the goal of that is to, to basically kind of starve your body of carbohydrates so that your body ends up basically tricking itself into burning its own fat. And now you lose weight. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of times I know for sure that that diet is pretty good for, it's really good for diabetics and people with high blood, high blood sugar because they're not gonna really get much sugar for the body to process. But as far as weight loss, um, you know, sometimes it's very stringent and it's tough to, tough to, um, to navigate, especially in a place like South Louisiana. So the main thing is whatever your plan is, uh, even if you don't know if it's going to work, try it for a while and, um, you know, make sure you got people in your corner to, to help you out and, and watch out for you and, and give you some pointers on maybe what might be a pitfall, what you might have to watch out for, but never get completely married to the idea that you have to stick with one program you yeah. might try a paleo diet or a keto diet or a atkins diet which essentially keto and atkins are kind of similar to the same kind of akin to the same thing um, you may try a certain diet that you think works for you for a little bit but then you realize it's unsustainable you get cravings um or you you can't afford to eat a certain type of way because you know it's it's expensive to buy all meat and and potentially all fresh vegetables as opposed to getting some carbohydrates and whatnot that way uh, to kind of fill up the plate. Um, <clears throat> it may not fit your lifestyle as far as, you know, time to prep meals. Um, so you have to kind of reevaluate along the way and say, okay, is this working for me? Am I getting stressed out even though I'm losing weight because I'm, I'm finding less and less time to do it? And, you know, that way you can try and get ahead of the pitfalls before they happen. Because um, if you burn out on something, you may just throw your hands up and say, you know what, I'm tired of this. And you're, you're kind of your spirit is gone. So, yeah. um, you know, you always want to reevaluate. And the same thing with, with exercising. That doesn't mean that, that you reevaluate it in the middle of your workout when you're yeah. you know, a trainer with you. Uh, you know, you, yeah. you gotta, at that point, it's probably just head down, push through and, and, uh, and get through it. But if something isn't working, if you're not losing weight, uh, then you always kind of work with who you're working with and reevaluate. Um, but have people in your corner, whether it's a it's a trainer, whether it's friends, um, um, uh, acquaintances, if it's family members. If you live with people and you're trying to lose weight, but they not, y'all might have a trouble when um, you open up that refrigerator and all your favorite snacks is in there and you're trying to stay away from them. Oh, um, <laughs> so it, it does take a village to to do a lifestyle kind of change because it's not just a weight loss journey it's it's a lifestyle change by the time you you get everything going you, you've changed so much about about yourself um through kind of the the things you eat the activities you do uh what you focus on and and it's a lifestyle journey so if you if you if you focus on the full picture um and allow yourself to kind of to, to look at this through a different lens, um, the weight loss becomes part of it, but it's not the entire thing. Yeah. That's something I did pick up along the way. That's not something that I, I was able to, to get in medical school. 
um, that's kind of in a nutshell is kind of what I got from the Noom program. Uh, it's very oversimplified in my opinion from, from everything that's in there, but that's a, a good part of it is, you know, don't get bogged down with just one goal. Make sure you, you can measure progress in different ways and constantly reevaluate um, whether you're, you're meeting those goals or if you're not. And if you're not, you know, you can't do the same thing every, you know, and expect different results. You got to switch yeah. something up. And it may not be drastic. It may be, okay, well, you know what? I'm low carb, but I've been drinking a Gatorade, you know, after each one of my my uh, my workouts. Um, you might say, well, maybe I don't really need that Gatorade anymore. Maybe I can, I can switch that out and drink something either low calorie or no calories, like water or tea or something. Um, and you just kind of tweak it along the way, you know, mm -hmm. small steps at, at each point become big leaps, uh, over time. And, um, and just, you know, just got to stick with it. That, that consistency, um, consistency is key. Cause I know the reason why I named this episode, the blueprint for the people that's listening is because just like, you know, somebody who's building something you got to have a layout a blueprint and that's mm -hmm. how it was for me you know being that on the regular for six to seven years i haven't seen a doctor and wouldn't go into a doctor then i started coming to you consistently and you laid out the blueprint to you know well i've reached those little small goals to to the point to where i switched from eating white rice to brown rice and i, I don't eat rice a lot but when i do i prefer brown rice and i I never liked brown rice before. Everybody used to be like, man, try brown. Ugh, I'm not eating it. Yeah, like, I hear you. <laughs> it's, small, it's small stuff like that. Oh, you know, right. like, oh, my partner Sheldon had on last episode. He will, he hit me up one day. I was barbecuing. He was just like, man, stop using that sauce. Try this sugar-free sauce. He was like, I promise you it's good. And I was like, man, I'm not doing that. But I tried it, and guess what? That's the only thing I use. So it's... Yeah. Is and that's why I call it the blueprint because you like not not only you know the nutrition like you said you're not a nutritionist but you know you gave some valuable points about nutrition but like the thing about you know your body don't want to lose weight like you know once I got that understanding it make you be like okay see you know your body don't want to lose weight so kind of kind of tone down on the you know shining with the the fast mm -hmm. food because you know that's mm -hmm. what your body want so kind of slow down with that and yeah. you know and it becomes a, it really becomes a, a mind over matter kind of thing because uh in, in a sense that you know if you if you if you let it beat you down motivationally then you won't be ready to continue that consistency and if you see it as you know just another challenge and you kind of find a way well okay if i'm not losing weight with this what can i do differently or what can i what can i step up my game on then it um then you know you find these these little ways it's, it's basically you know any other way in life when you when you get hit with a um with an obstacle you can either beat yourself you know over the head kind of banging your head against a brick wall trying to figure out how to get through it or you can find a way around it yeah. and you find those small things around it um those small, small ways and they they end up being big things and you know over time you know, um, I know we talked about yours, you know, you said, you know, an example was the, was the brown rice, you know, switching the brown rice, switching your barbecue sauce. Um, and, you know, those things tend to happen for people when they when they start looking at, at weight loss. 
Um, but sometimes, you know, there are some things that are just non-negotiable at the time. You know, yeah. you ain't ready to lose that. You know, I mean, for for like for for me, you know, I mean, I I love Louisiana food, but pizza's a weakness. So if I can yeah. get pizza every now and again, um, I can I can survive on that. As far yeah. as like you know, kind of staying staying keeping my cravings under control. Now I gotta watch out because I am the type of person that I'll eat the whole box of pizza in one sitting. So I know that's my pitfall. So yeah, the I only one. Yeah. <laughs> It's tough. I mean, it can easily like, be done. Easily, easily be done. And and you know, when you by the time you finish that off, you you don't feel bad, good about it, but it's already been done, and you may have wiped out the last week, week and a half of you know doing well that you did just from one sitting. So yeah. um, you know, it, it can it it just has to be. That's where the consistency comes in, and even the consistency with the with the quote unquote quit me or cheat meals is gonna be, you know, making sure you don't go overboard and completely ruin all your progress, but you know that you, it's truly something that you really wanted to enjoy. Yeah. Because, you know, I think you shouldn't look at it as a, I shouldn't enjoy my food. You just gotta start trying to find different things that you do enjoy and actually focus on enjoying that food bite for bite, as opposed to, you know, wolfing it down like we, like we used to. And before you know it, you can't even think about, man, what did I eat? Exactly. Um, you know, and, and then you, the calories are there, your body's working, but you're still kind of on some level, you've sated the uh, physical hunger, but the emotional or the physical, the, the psychological hunger is still there. And that all plays a part. Yeah. That's, you know, other subjects that somebody can probably get into more, but, um, <clears throat> but I mean, we've all been there. You know, you, you eat whatever you, you were craving, you eat it so fast, and then you still feel like you can eat some more, even though your stomach feels full you still got that urge to go and eat some more. And exactly. you can tell like there, there's something there that's going on that's bigger than just, I'm full now. Yeah. Um, and that, mm. that that catches people off guard. Yeah. And another thing, you know, you touched on was, you know, for somebody that's on a journey, beginning on a journey, or been on a journey and you had, you know, a setback and you, started trending back the wrong way. I know you said it takes a village and the, you know, the people you're around help. And I know mm -hmm. some of my friends, like the two guys, Kells and uh, Olin, like with our sports podcast, they always be like, man, try this. You know, it's a healthy substitute for this. And I'd be like, man, stop. that's how I was before. Like, man, nah. But, mm -hmm. you know, I started to be like, okay, let me, try it you know let me try it and then it's not that bad so i i was just like you know what stop being afraid to try new stuff you, yeah. you're stuck and, in the way you gotta be ready. and yeah. you gotta be ready to do that you know yeah. you weren't ready yet and that's a big thing to know is you weren't ready for that yet you yeah. know when when you know one of your goals may be to say you know hey out by, by the end of this i want to make sure i'm eating you know salads six or seven times a week you know um but you know you you hate lettuce so you know you, know, you, see? you, you may not be ready for that yet so and you see i'm a i'm an iceberg lettuce i you know i'm about to change my my uh, instagram handle to uh, iceberg shorty or iceberg baby because <laughs> my my friends call me all the time it's like bro it's pointless eating iceberg but i don't care that's 
I love if, iceberg lettuce. Like, if you like it, bro, then, then you, you get enjoyment out of that when you eat. If you throw in, you know, arugula in there and you don't care for it, um, you're not going to enjoy that meal, and you might feel somewhat, somewhat cheated. Um, it, I would, I would, I wouldn't take it that far. I wouldn't say it's pointless to eat iceberg. Um, you know, it's it's not. But um, there's there's certain greens out there that may have more um, nutritional input. The in greener the better. Yeah, and, and that's that's still there. But you know what? If it what iceberg ends up doing though is it can help you fill up your plate um that's something else that i've, I've learned along the way we eat with our eyes uh before we eat with our stomach so if the food looks appealing um we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna feel like we're more fulfilled from it so if you enjoy the look even if you don't care for for salad all that much but you get all the different colors in a salad and iceberg is one of those colors and you got that green there and you got you know, reds and yellows and oranges and, and whatever else may be. Already, when you see that, you're like, man, this is interesting. I like the way this thing looks. And you're going to get more enjoyment out of that than just if you had just a, a bag of plain lettuce, you know, by itself. Um, and, you know, you may still enjoy that lettuce, but it won't quite be the same. But if you like, if you like lettuce, if you like iceberg, then eat iceberg. If you don't like iceberg, then you might be fighting a battle you're not ready to take on um, in trying to, to like something that you don't like. Um, for for like for like me and my wife, when we decided to start doing doing some more things, we started buying a lot more vegetables at the house. But like for her, she hates olives. Um, I love olives. That to me, it, as long as I got like olives and mushrooms, especially like in a, uh, it, it don't matter how it come, it can come in. I could cook in it, I could cook it, or I could put it on a salad. And that'll, that's some way that I can get some consistency in my food. Mm -hmm. She hates it. I'm yeah. not gonna force olives and mushrooms on her because she's gonna be miserable. Mm -hmm. There's some stuff that I can't eat. I, I kinda eat tuna fish. I got a certain way that I like to do it. And if it ain't done that certain way, I can't handle it. So guess what I'm not going to be eating from a lot of people is tuna fish. <laughs> and you know what? My mom and them, it's ironic that you brought up tuna fish because I was talking about this with somebody that is just like, bro, it's certain stuff growing up in the hood that you just don't eat because you ate it too much when you was young. And tuna fish is one of them for me because, man, during Lent, boy, you're not oh, getting no fried fish. You better go fix your tuna fish sandwich. With some Lay's <laughs> chips, like so, so you just get hot dogs, uh, bologna, like all that type of stuff like that. You ate it so much when you was young, yeah. You just, you just don't want it no more. It just as an adult, it's just like you know. Now you still got some stuff that you remember. It's just like yeah, man, you know, like cornbread and milk. People laugh at me when I say I eat cornbread and milk. Now, I'm starting to switch it when I do eat it. I don't eat it no more because I know it's loaded with carbs. But when I was still eating it, I had got off regular milk and started drinking almond milk. So I was making it with almond milk. And I was making cornbread and almond milk, and that's how I was eating it. But we, we so, like you said, we so conditioned to eat, eat a certain way. And uh, one of our friend brothers, he said something one day, because we was leaving the event and it's like, man, what y'all about to get into? And it was funny because everybody busts out laughing when he said it, but 
it made sense. It makes sense now that I'm on this journey and I'm actually taking it serious and starting to actually enjoy learning different options and different uh, outlets to take with on this journey. And I was just like, yeah, man, I'm about to go by the crib, chill, watch a movie and eat some noodles. And he was just like, you got, he just simply said, you got to get out that, uh, that Roman noodle mindset, brother. And I was just, it was funny because everybody bust out laughing, but now you understand when you read that label, and this is going into my next question for you, and you see that sodium content, mm-hmm. it's like, man. And that's yeah. just a half. That's just half the packet. So, right. so yeah, that, that brought up two two good points right there. Uh first with uh with foods um and especially this is something that a lot of people get caught up with um in the in the grocery store is we remember we i keep bringing it back to because i think it's still the biggest thing calories in versus calories out um so people don't don't really read a lot of labels but when they do they realize it's confusing because it's broken down and they'll say calories and everything is broken down to where the calories don't look that bad you know you may look at a bag at a box of cereal and the the calories say 180 calories well if you know you can eat 2,000 calories in a day you're like okay that's not too bad but then you look at the serving size up at the top and you realize that the serving size is like a handful of cereal and you're like man I'm still hungry at that so what you gonna do you double up but you people don't don't quite factor that in so they end up sometimes doubling what they eat in a in a portion what their portion is versus what the actual serving size is on like a container and that's a huge way that people end up uh end up you know trapping themselves and thinking they're eating the right stuff and end up overeating uh the second part of this is that technically you can you can i know i'm gonna get some flack on this but technically (laughs) you can lose weight by eating anything if you subscribe to that calorie in calorie out thing, it's not going to be, you know, this linear great trajectory of weight loss. But if you only eat a thousand calories a day, and I'm not advocating that anybody eat only a thousand calories a day, because that's too low. Um, but if you were, if you ate a thousand calories a day as a grown adult, that's supposed to get closer to 1800 to 2000 every day. And it happened to be ice cream. You might not get, but a bite or two of ice cream a day. Uh, or a scoop a day and you got to live off that whole scoop for the whole day and you're going to be hungry and you're going to be you know but you'd probably still lose a bunch of weight because you have nothing else to go off of except for your energy stores in your body which is fat cells and you start burning them um and if you ate three thousand calories of that iceberg lettuce it would take you all day to do it but you could still gain weight if you somehow manage to eat that 3,000 calories. So it means that anything that's that's conceived as that's seen as healthy and something that's seen as not healthy can always fit into the diet if you make plans for it. Um, the next thing is you talked about sodium. You know, I'm not going to get away from that. Sodium is, is part of salt. Um, what we think of as table salt, uh, sodium chloride. So that's kind of, that's how we kind of, track it in in food we look at the sodium particles and that's tricky as well because in a lot of things that are prepackaged um you're either gonna gonna uh, make it taste better with one of three ingredients salt fat or sugar yep. those three 
that's about all you can you got you, you can do like you can say msg and there may be other additives in there but primarily that's what our bodies are, are trying to get salt fat or sugar and proteins are there too but that's a little different but um you know in the in the cheap realm those are the three that people can add to something to make it taste good so they put sneaky labels on the food they say it's low fat well low fat may mean high salt if it's a soup or it may mean high sugar if it's something like a yogurt or a drink um and you know maybe calories salt is not necessarily uh gonna give you any increased calories it won't but it will put you in a bind because it may raise blood pressure. Um, it may cause you to swell and retain fluid. It may make it harder for you to do all these different things. And it's going to put strain on your cardiovascular system or your heart and arteries um, and kidneys and lead to a whole list of other, other issues. So it's really important that um, if you do use a lot of prepackaged stuff, you keep track of how much salt and how much sodium is in there and sometimes it's broken down by percentage of daily value and that can give you a better idea because you may not say well, what the heck is 2,000 grams milligrams of sodium I don't know what that means uh, but it'll give you a percentage and that's based off of you know what you should be taking in for a day it gets tricky but if you just look at it in the general sense of okay this can says I got 60% of my my sodium intake but this can says I got 10% of my intake well, maybe I need to eat, be getting more of something with that 10% as opposed to that 60%. Same thing for sugar and, uh, and other things, too. In fact. <laughs> okay, baby. Get something in a little bit. <laughs> He's talking about the same thing we're talking about right now. We're talking about food. He heard us. And my son is talking about he wants some food. So, um, but yeah, that, so that's a, that's a big thing. So salt is kind of one of those things that we kind of, it kind of sneaks in there. Um, people use it to kind of to kind of um, add it to different foods, especially processed foods. Um, and again, you know, uh, like I said, I think one of the sneakiest things is kind of like uh, low-fat um, salad dressing. And um, low-fat salad dressing just means that um, that you have you may have more sugar in it. It may be sweeter. And so somebody said, well, I'm not going to get as many calories, but then you end up getting just as many calories or more and you still don't feel full. And that's a sneaky way that people end up eating something good and healthy like a salad, but then end up sabotaging themselves and then they get frustrated. Yeah. Um, so, you know, sometimes, it, you know, you may get frustrated and say, man, he's throwing all this information out. What, what am I going to do? I can't read start reading all these labels overnight. I can't start you know, exercise overnight. I can't start monitoring my calories all the time overnight. I'm not used to that. You just take one thing at a time and you maybe focus on one thing for that week and you just focus on that. And then the next once and you say at the end of that week, hey, do I have this under control? Let's say it's um, it's making sure I, I, you know, I'm working on my portion control, not counting calories not doing any of that you just work on okay i'm gonna eat less portions for this for this week and when you feel like you got a handle on it you move on to the next thing so once you start eating less of something then you may say okay well let me look at you know at how much calories is in this you know can of soup that i eat let me see how much of this can of soup that i eat let me start let me you know use one of these uh apps or let me look on on google and and you know google search 
how to count calories and just kind of start working on that. Doesn't mean you got to start taking even track of things right away, but you're starting to look at it. You're starting to track them. And then you just, then after a while you say, okay, I kind of think I got a handle on it. Then you start keeping a track of, of what you eat. And then you say, well, now I see that I think I was doing good, but right here is telling me I'm, I'm gaining, you know, I'm, I'm eating 3000 calories a day. Okay. Well, now I know that I'm eating 3000 calories a day before I didn't know. And I was just going to try and go run it off and realize that I couldn't run off that much. And then you just stuck in a, in a constant frustration cycle where you try and do good, you end up gaining weight and you say, screw it, what's the difference? I'm just going, going to keep eating and, and being happy. Yeah. And then you, then you kind of beat yourself down because you're like, man, I really want to lose weight. I know I should, but you don't know how. Um, <clears throat> it's complex. You know, when you, when you end up going to your doctor's office and, and trying to, you know, doctor, I need some help it's not that simple to just give somebody help it's a lot of education it's a lot of um it's a that's actually it. a lot of education about figuring out what are we doing wrong and then how do we fix it um and that's exactly and, why i named this episode with you the blueprint because that's what it was for me basically what you just said starting off with just okay we need to get this blood sugar down i mean this blood pressure down because you know it was high we got it under control. I was hyped that day too when I took my blood pressure and it was, I was excited. So we got that under control. We were too. <laughs> Not a sugar went up. And then, then you just told me, watch out for the substitutes. So, okay, starting to get that under control. Now, cholesterol a little high. Now let's focus on that. But all the while you're changing different things and it's helping you along the way. And right. you, you, you kind of get in a sense of, okay, what I can have and what I can't have. What right. works and, and, and what doesn't work. Is that, that things will fluctuate, you know, especially if you're watching how this changes and you, and you are able to get with a healthcare provider and check these things out, you may see these things fluctuate. You may see one get better, one get a little worse. It doesn't mean that you, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, because you know these things are kind of are fluctuating but you're you're constantly changing along the way you may start to lose weight and um you know even though that cholesterol went up because maybe you ate more meat sources and more protein sources um to try and get away from the sugar and and help your blood pressure that cholesterol went up a little bit but you lost a bunch of weight you know along the way and then all of a sudden you know six months later that cholesterol is down uh, and that sugar's down, um, and the blood pressure's down. So in the long run, they tend to kind of go hand in hand, but you may see them fluctuate along the way. And you just want to make sure that you're not borderline, you know, going into like, you know, an uncontrolled diabetes or a big time cholesterol that, you know, you may have a genetic predisposition. Anybody might have it, you know, if you've never checked before, where your cholesterol is just constantly three and 400 numbers, and you're supposed to be closer to be 200 or less. And, and you may feel fine until you're not. So, you know, if somebody like that went on a ketogenic diet, that would be somebody that we got to keep an eye on that on that cholesterol real quick. Uh, for somebody who's who's everybody in their family is a diabetic, you know, we want to make sure we watch out for blood sugar. Um, and, and that's part of just having somebody in your corner. Now, blood sugar is not something you necessarily have to come to a, to a healthcare professional to check. You know, you can check that with like a finger stick monitor over the counter. Um, you know, blood pressure, you can you can monitor that, you know, kind of over the counter without without doing it. But you may not know kind of how it plays a part in it. 
So, you know, just make sure you have somebody in your corner. If you don't understand something that you're you're measuring on yourself and, and watching and kind of and kind of learn along the way. Um, but the biggest things, you know, I think the same things I'll, I'll say it and just kind of jump on it again so that, you know, we can stress that blueprint is um, consistency is key. Um, sticking with the program, uh, constantly kind of reevaluating the program. And part of that reevaluation is, you know, maybe it's daily, daily weights or, or weekly weights, you know, making sure you're actually losing weight and going along. And when you see you're not looking back at it and saying, okay, what can I do different? So reevaluate along the way, but never getting completely frustrated and throwing your hands up and completely start starting to stretch. Um, you know, because that that would that would completely kind of wipe out everything that you learned up to that point. So um, just being being as consistent as possible. Sometimes that, that doesn't mean you can't take a break here or there, uh, but you just got to kind of be careful in how you define a break. A yeah. break may be okay. Let me let me back off a little bit on my calorie restrictions for a day or two because I'm kind of feeling. Um, but I don't want to give up all the, the cardiovascular improvement I've had and all the uh, weight, you know, weight training progress that I've had. I want to make sure I got enough energy to make it to that gym. So you eat a little bit more, you know, measured out so that you can feel a little bit better and stay on track. Um, you know, that's that's not giving up. That's not um burning out that's just you know going along with it you know we all got to take a little break just like when you exercise you got to take break in between sets you got to take um you know you got to have an off season if you're training for a sport same thing goes with weight loss you can't go balls to the wall all the time and and not expect to burn out so so consistency and finding a way to be consistent that doesn't feel overwhelmed um and and like i said consistency Calorie in versus calorie out, making sure you try and burn off more calories out, uh, keeping track of it and having people in your corner. And if you got if you got all of those things going, it's still gonna be a struggle, but it's one that you can take on and and actually be successful at. Most definitely, and you know, I'm gonna close out with this. I'm gonna let you end it with saying something positive. It don't just necessarily have to be about weight loss or, or you know anything but just something positive but what he said you know about the you know eating the extra calories uh, you make sure you make it to the gym you know you do do that sometimes but just make sure y'all y'all don't be clumsy like me and trip in a pothole and mess your elbow up so you know pay attention to where you're going uh you know because i don't want this pain i don't wish this pain on nobody so yeah, and, and- and I want to, you know, definitely wish you a uh, speedy, you know, speedy recovery with that. And, and um, yeah, this is this is a potential setback, but it's not it's not a complete setback. Um, you know, like I said, everything can be a learning experience. So, like, just like you paying that forward, you, you learn. All right, I got to keep paying attention to my surroundings and can't get kind of lackadaisical. And you know, who knows if you wouldn't have learned that now, it could have been worse later. So it's always a silver lining and there's always something that you can learn to try and prevent something else uh, worse from happening. But I guess to, to kind of end on a, on, a, on a good note and a high note is that um, 
I think I do think that overall, I know we, we've kind of mentioned that the culture of South Louisiana is tough, especially in you know to lose weight. But to me, I think we're we're starting to see kind of a cultural adjustment as far as like health goes. Um, just because of the advent, I mean, just like we're doing this tonight, we're doing this over the internet. Uh, we everyone or most people tend to have more access to things outside of their um, circles. And so you can hear more voices, hear more stories, um, see more things that work and things that you've never been exposed to. And because of that, you know, we're starting to see that, hey, I want to know my culture and I want to love my culture and I want to cook all these things that these recipes that have been handed down and I want to hand them down to that next generation uh, going forward. But it doesn't mean I have to kind of, I don't have to, I can fit that into my lifestyle the way I want to. Yeah. Um, that happens, you kind of see the best of both worlds. You see somebody who culturally knows, hey, I know who I am, I know who my family is. Um, I can still honor them and pass that along to, and instill that that um, you know that pride in the next generation without necessarily um, sabotaging my goals. Um, so I think it's 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 not all doom and gloom. It's tougher for us down here, but it's not it's not the end of the world. And uh, I, I've seen success stories all the time. Um, I will have to. I'm, I'm saying this now because I'm gonna uh, I'm have to get you in, in touch with him. But it's been some years since I've I've been in touch with this frat brother of ours from the New Orleans area. Um, I'm gonna find out. There was a general a, a guy. He he'd been overweight in undergrad. Um, he moved away, I believe, to the D.C. area. And before I knew it, I'm popping, you know, popping up on a, on a lunch break, looking at Yahoo uh, stories. And I see it's, a, it's my frat brother uh, running marathons and talking about his weight loss journey. And I didn't even know the guy was, was starting to run. Um, so if I, if, I can, if I can get the information, I will, uh, I will find that brother and maybe put him in touch with you. So that, that, that could be something that could really be beneficial in, uh, in some, somebody's first uh, uh, well, I'll say, uh, their point of view on kind of how to do things and what, what worked for them and what didn't work for them. Yeah. And this is, this is my reminder that we, we're getting a little uh, over time. Hi. This is my, my oldest. This is Noah. What's up, Noah? <laughs> and yeah. I guess he's going along the way. I guess uh, the last thing I'll say is that um, I'm a paraphrase uh, a saying from Maya Angelou because that's the namesake of my uh, my youngest uh, Maya Therese, who is uh, now three months old, coming up hey, tomorrow. Congrats on that, bro! Thank you. Um, you know, this does not have to necessarily do with weight loss or, or things like that, but um, paraphrasing one of one of her her quotes and she has so many um i will f i may forget what you say and i may forget what you do but i'll never forget how you made me feel and i think that's powerful and and that can sometimes uh go a long way even in this and, and in other ways in life so so I'll, I'll end with that yeah man well man y'all appreciate you bro like for everything you've done for me over the past not even it, it hasn't even been a full year yet so i really appreciate you know the progress i've made between you know my support system and you know you played a big part in that because like i said six or seven years since i've seen a doctor on the regular so 
man, you know, I had to get you on here because, you know, I'm sharing my journey and I got to let people know the man behind the madness, the blueprint. So I had to, you know, let people know, man. So I really appreciate you for coming on and sharing that advice with me and also the people that's going through the, the daily struggle, man. And, and and I thank you for, for having me along the way, uh, both as on this, uh, this show, which is, I can't tell you how proud I am of you for uh, for doing something like this because it's a way of of kind of of getting through this for yourself, but it's also a way to pay it forward and help somebody else who may not know where to start. Um, yeah. That's what we need, you know. We need people to see that, hey, it, it, you know, if they can do this, I can do this too. And um, and I can't tell you how, how thankful I am to be a part of the journey. Um, and you know, I'm excited to see uh, where this goes. And uh, you know, I'll be there for you as far as uh, as far as anything goes medically, and we'll we'll take care of anything that pops up. But I guarantee you, this is gonna pay dividends. Yes, sir. I definitely appreciate it, man. Man, thank you again, bro. Like, Not a problem. Really? Not a problem. I'm gonna have to get you and uh, get you some more information for maybe another guest. Okay. Most definitely, man. Well, until next time, man. We out. All right. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all, man. Just heard some good information, man. Hey, it don't matter where you start, man. Just start. Don't let nobody talk down on you. You know, hey, just start, man. Just start. That's all you got to do. Like I said, until next time we out, man. Love y'all. Go Tigers.